During this free agency process, the New Jersey Devils were able to obtain two former uh, Detroit Red Wings players. So I decided to get two big Red Wings fans to come on to the show and have a crossover. It's the guys from Locked On Red Wings. So buckle up, everybody, as we are going to talk about Jonathan Bernier and Thomas Tatar. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it is time for a crossover. So I am back to doing crossovers with some of my colleagues here at the Locked On Podcast Network. And today I am going to do a two-part crossover with Nolan Bianchi and Scott Bentley of Locked On Red Wings. So basically, guys, uh, if you're wondering why I decided to conduct this crossover is because we were able to obtain two former Detroit Red Wings. One is Jonathan Bernier and the other is Thomas Tatar. So I am really looking forward to talking to them in terms of what does Tatar bring to the organization, what will uh, Bernier bring to the organization, and we talked so much about those two respective players and also just a bunch of other things that I'm actually going to split into two parts like I mentioned, so uh, for Jonathan Bernier, he'll be the first one that we discuss, and quite honestly, guys, I'm going to be honest, we did troll him quite a bit because, as you know, I love trolling uh, Jonathan Bernier since he didn't know anything about Nelson Mandela. I know some of you are probably tired of it, but at the same time, it never gets old for me. It's very funny, it's very comical, and quite honestly, I want to hear the opinions of Locked On Red Wings in terms of what do they feel about uh, that uh, sort of just uh, infamous video that's now out there forever for everyone to meme and just troll? But at the same time, Jonathan Bernier, I think we can all acknowledge he's a very good hockey player. So, you know, jokes aside, uh, we know what he can bring to the New Jersey Devils organization. So we're going to talk about uh, the Detroit Red Wings season, what they did this past season what they did uh, this past free agency. So I basically we're going to reminisce over uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, as well. So uh, similar to what I was doing on this channel a few weeks ago with the Devils personalities and also what I did uh, uh, in yesterday's episode in which I talked about uh, the Devils free agency. We're going to talk about that because I, I, I do want to hear different perspectives from different teams in terms of how their offseason went, how their season went. And uh, it's just nice to get uh, a bunch of different opinions because we didn't see the Red Wings at all last season. So it'll be interesting to see like uh, what happened to them because I don't think any of us were really paying attention to the Detroit Red Wings season. I know I wasn't because we never had to play them, so we never had to worry about them. So it was just, you know, uh, water uh, off the uh, duck's back, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, we're going to talk to Nolan and Scott of Lockdown Red Wings and just talk about all, all sorts of stuff. I'm really looking forward to it. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Bet Online. So remember to gamble responsibly. So, oh man, it's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the grind iron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, uh, contests, including the half million dollar NFL Mega Contest and the 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at Bet Online. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, basically the Toronto Maple Leafs of the uh, NFL. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports teams from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing, NHL. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to check out our friends at Locked On Bets as they give you guys their latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs there as well. And now the uh, second live read will come from rockauto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find all the solutions to your auto parts needs right now. So go to RockAuto.com ASAP and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, let's do a crossover with Nolan Bianchi and Scott Bentley of Locked On Red Wings. Also, Scott is the host of Locked On Detroit Tigers, so we are going to talk about that at some point during our crossover because, as you guys know, I was raised in Michigan, and I currently attend a school in Michigan, so, you know, I got to update my Detroit Tigers while I'm at it. So uh, I, I would talk about a New Jersey Devils baseball team, but we, we don't have one. So I'm just putting that out there, full uh, disclaimer. So, yeah, let's uh, talk to uh, Detroit Red Wings guys in terms of uh, reminiscing over the season uh, what the future holds for them what they did in free agency and also they're going to give us some insight in terms of Bernier and Tatar so let's take it away okay now it's time for a crossover between Locked On Devils and Locked On Detroit Red Wings I got two of the three hosts I got Nolan Bianchi and Scott Bentley so how you guys doing pretty good how you doing Trey thanks for having us yeah been a very long day and a long week and i got to go back to school in a couple days so i i i am tired i barely slept so um i, I basically just want to start off with uh where's ethan I, I miss ethan that's a good question you know he's uh just busy he's working a lot so uh it just hasn't 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 worked out for him all right so uh scott you also host uh locked on tigers right yes sir i am so sorry <laughs> yeah, say so, hey, this season's been uh this season's been been better than the last few. We're taking steps, but yeah, still still a lot of a lot of conversations about uh players that aren't even wearing Tigers uniforms yet on the show. Yes. So we're here to talk about hockey and reminisce over some, I guess, good stuff. So I guess let's start off with uh the season. So I brought in a lot of devils personalities and we reflected on uh, the New Jersey Devils season, we gave some uh, insight as to what we felt like went right, what went wrong, X Factors, uh, MVP. So I want to talk about this with you guys. Um, how was the Detroit Red Wings season from your perspective 
I think a lot of people know how it went. You know, I'm not trying to throw shade or anything, but, you know, I'm just curious to hear your guys' perspective. How did it go, Trey? They were the uh, sixth worst team in the NHL, which is a vast, vast improvement from being the worst team in the NHL by a long shot. Honestly, last season was not good by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a lot better than 1920. And uh, when you have that frame of perspective, when you're coming, ooh, just got paid on eBay. Uh, when you have that perspective and you come into a uh, season after that, like it really can't get much worse. And honestly, the only thing I wanted to see this year was the seven to one <laughs> losses to, to just kind of stop. Like, you know, there were so many times where they would go into the locker room after one down one or somehow tied. And then the dam would just break and it. The last 40 minutes would be worthless hockey and, and miserable to watch. And that wasn't the case this year. It was some nights they got Rocco Grimaldi scored a hat trick in the opening 10 minutes of the game, you know, towards the end of the season, whatever. It's going to happen sometimes, but it didn't happen a, a ton of times. They ended up beating a lot of good teams throughout the year. And, and even in the games they lost, they were still kind of in it to the end. So uh, uh, even though it doesn't seem like a step forward in the eyes of most people, it most certainly was. And uh, hopefully they, they can build on it and take another step forward next year. Yeah, for sure. The, the I mean, yeah, Nolan nailed it. The, even though from a, from a objective kind of, viewpoint i mean six worst team worst team in hockey is certainly not like something we're going to throw a parade about but just remembering how, just how far like how many points we were removed from even the 30th team in hockey in 1920 like i'll 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 take i'll take six worth team i'll take the step in the right direction i'll we got kids coming up next year i i think so not, this year was a good, a good, uh, this past season was a good like bridge year to a, a hopefully really exciting year going forward next year. So um, what were some of the, I, I guess you named some of the positives, but I have a question for you, Nolan, and uh, Scott and I kind of discussed this before we hit record, which is you didn't have a single player who netted over 30 points. And most of your uh, guys's uh, points came from assists. Now, riddle me this. How did they get so many assists despite uh, get, getting people who barely scored? That is a great question, dude. Well, so like, okay, we got Jacob Arana, eight goals, three assists. Um, Christian Juice, two goals, nine. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, nobody has ever, ever brought this up to me before. And now that I'm looking at it, I really, really, really yeah, want to know. Because like just... Because like Heronic led led the but there's team two points. assists for every goal, like you know up to right, which which is why. But like like Heronic leads the team in points, right? Philip Heronic scored two goals the entire season, and they were both full ice empty netter. How did he like just and they were both amazing and, and make him in, and they like, were and and like literally turn spin fire puck in the air for 180 feet lands right. in the crease goes in the back of the net both of them were like that but 26 points and 24 assists that's our leading points for so like there you go adam ernie was tied for the uh four team lead with with 11 goals, oh, for goals. in general yeah yeah, uh, yeah mantha was tied to lead the goals when we traded him at the deadline so there you go that yeah. that's that's your there you go tyler bertuzzi led the team in goals like two months after he was injured Yes. He got injured in like the third week of the season. 
Yes, he got injured the third week of the season and was leading the team in goals almost at the All Star break. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how they did that trade because they had some great goaltending that they knew they could rely on. Mm. Jonathan Bernier, uh, a lot of nights, and now he's with us. But uh, before we actually talk about um, Bernier, let's talk about uh, I guess the off season because I believe your guys' biggest move was getting Alex Nedeljkovic for essentially nothing. So you you traded away Bernier, but. The thing is, is like, uh, l- let's put this into co- context. Uh, Nedeljkovic was the second runner-up in the Calder Memorial Trophy. And now you get him onto your roster at- unexpectedly. So um, what w- w- what would you say uh, your offseason was like? And uh, did that trade really, uh, you know, bring you guys up in terms of your rebuild? So I hate to sound like a pompous uh, Red Wings fan uh, douche, for lack of a better term here. Do you, do you want... Can you say that word on here? I don't care. All right. I've had Karen um, on this show, so. But, yeah, okay. So, right, yeah, we're good. We can say whatever. Um, the the thing is, is, like, it feels great. It feels amazing. When you have Steve Eisman as your GM, like, every day is, is a good day to be a Red Wings fan, even when it's bad, because you know that at the end of the day, everybody's pulling in the same direction. Everybody's steering in the right direction and uh those are the types of things that like honestly really keep you going the things that can help you like honestly stay with this team through these uh darker times is the fact that you could wake up tomorrow the next day the day after and find out that steve Eisman acquired alex and for a third round pick uh there were a couple other moves this offseason as well a little bit marginal moves uh the nick letty acquisition things like that but um, it, it's just those little things that I think set Steve Eisenman apart is where you're just, you're taking a jump when you probably shouldn't have, you're, you're taking an extra huge step towards the finish line when you probably didn't really have the means to, but you did because Steve Eisenman worked his magic. So, yeah, yeah, he, it's, it's very reassuring and especially with the, the way that all four of the teams in this city have kind of gone for the last half a decade like having a general manager that you can just honestly like like i I don't want to i don't want to make it sound like we have like easy jobs but like blindly follow to be honest just be like oh yeah like i trust really whatever he does and like it's chill um and goalie was was such a, a organizationally such a shallow position and within a week we got him and then drafted Kosa, and now it's ending up to be like one of the brighter uh, organizationally, like one of the brighter positions going forward in in, in the entire uh, organization. So that's cool. And but you did have to give up Jonathan Bernier, but unfortunately, uh, his talks with the Carolina Hurricanes fell through uh, apparently, and now he's with he's with us. And I guess this kind of leads into my question: uh, What was Jonathan Bernier? like for the Detroit Red Wings, because the thing is, I brought this up in my show. And like I said, I'm not trying to knock you guys or anything. But, you know, um, when we're looking at Jonathan Bernier's numbers, I believe his worst season was just, I believe, two years ago uh, playing for you guys. But at the same time, you guys even said, you know, your defense is not really the best. So, you know, but our defense was wasn't great either. But we improved tremendously with uh, Dougie Hamilton. Um Ty Smith was all rookie team and uh, we've made some improvements, especially trading for Ryan Graves from the Colorado Avalanche. So I think our defense is going to help Jonathan Bernier. So his numbers might not look the best, but at the same time, it's just like, think of the team he was playing with. So 
my question is, uh, what does Jonathan Bernier uh, bring to a team that he is a part of? Jonathan Bernier, like I, I honestly think that in a setting where he's facing a lot of shots is probably the one of them that suits him a little bit better. Like that was that was it. It was a it was a regular thing. It was King Bernier. Like the nine fourteen save percentage does not do justice what uh, he was for the Red Wings last season. It, it it's hard to believe that. So he was nine eleven last year. He was fifteen and twenty two the year before that. Put that into context of, of what the team record was without him in the net. How can a team that almost sets a record for the least amount of points go? Uh, what did I just say it was? Uh, 15 and 22 15. with him in the net in 1920. That's absurd. You're only seven games under 500. And I know that's kind of a lot with that small of a sample size, but like it, it, it was just, it's a peace of mind. It's like, okay, at the end of the day, the Red Wings have a chance to win with Jonathan Bernier in net. And that's how I felt all year last year. And that's just not a feeling that like Red Wings fans have had in, in quite a few years, no matter who was in net. but it was like something could happen. He could do something to, to keep the Red Wings in this game and, and keep them winning the game. Yeah, he was, honestly, he was fantastic. I, I, he, he um, for a majority of until I think the last month, of the season, he had some injury thing in the middle where he missed a few weeks in the middle of the season too. But I think until the last month of the season, he was over 500. Uh, his record in net was over 500 this this uh, this past season. And like that's again, like you said, with with the roster that that we had and the defense specifically that we had. The defense was laugh. Like that that's the thing that I don't think people understand. Like the defense was not bad. The defense was laughable. Right. Like every goal was a, a Mickey Redmond uh teleprompter show. Yes, we just get the marker sure. out and it would be it, it would be instant. Oh, okay. Here's the breakdown right here. So you can't have one, two, three, four red jerseys. There's all, screenshots all with their backs to each other, all in one place. And, every and game they're like just like what is going on here? So if, if you need a reference, the lead, the Red Wings were below the league average with three goals allowed per game and almost last in shots allowed per game at 31.8. Now, I, I will be fair. Ours was worse because our goals against uh, uh, goals against average was higher, 3.38, and our shots allowed per game was lower, 31.02. Uh, so, you know, I will be fair, but like I said, the defense for us improved, but you know, just to give uh, the listeners just a better um, context as to, you know, what you guys were talking about in terms of the Red Wings defense last season. For sure. Yeah. And, and Bernier, I mean, we, no one and I will sing the praises of Bernier for as long as you want. We could do a whole half hour, just, just talking about how much we, we appreciate and uh, Jonathan Bernier for real. He, he was a, he was a favorite of ours on the show and like he, he did a fantastic and what he did with what he did in net with the talent in front of him, even though the, the, the box score numbers are not going to reflect it because there was such little talent, honestly, in front of him. Um, he, he'll never get the full credit. I think he probably deserved. And he, he like, like Nolan said, he made us competitive every night. And until for real, until I believe it was the last month of the season, he was uh, he was over 500 in net with with the current sixth worst team in the NHL. And he was over 500 in games that he started into the last month of the season. So um, he's, he's going to keep you in games at a minimum.
Don't worry, I'm about to get back to my uh, crossover with Nolan and Scott of Locked On Red Wings in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning, and it comes from Bilt Bar. So, did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's coconut. So, you haven't tried all the flavors you can get in mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors so not only are built bars the best tasting protein bars ever but they're super healthy as well check out these awesome statistics they have 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy so order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like so built bar was the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team that is really cool so the offer is go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order again use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com okay let's get back to our crossover with nolan and scott of Locked On Red Wings as we have a further discussion about the respective free agency process, uh, the season, and whatever the case might be. So let's resume, everybody. Now, I can think of a flaw, and I've talked about this on my show a couple of times because I just <laughs> love trolling him about it. Uh, he didn't seem to know who Nelson Mandela was, didn't even bother to take 15 seconds to possibly Google, or even if he didn't have that time, maybe just be a little more vague. Because I heard that his hockey idol was Nelson Mandela and that Mandela, aside from being a civil rights activist, was one of the best hockey players to ever play. In fact, I think he would be the first black hockey player to play uh, uh, before Willie O'Ree, I believe. I don't know. I'd have to do more research. Wildly impressive. Does anybody know why he said that? Like, did he come out after and be like, (laughs) oh, I had him confused for... Nelson Mandela. He Not was that a I heard for the Leafs back in the day. You know, like it just is, is, is there anything? I, I'll just say that's not a, not a good look. He said it while, uh, while under contract with the Maple Leafs. So honestly, we we are not responsible. Oh, wait, no, we do have a follow up article. We're quote embarrassed after saying Nelson Mandela was athlete. There you go. We all well, Toronto's mistakes. not that far from Detroit, so, you know. True. That's true. Yeah, no, I mean, don't, obviously we don't have an explanation for, for oh, the man. comment. Can we, can, we, can we run the quote by everybody real quick? He is one of the most known athletes in the world. Like, that, that is a hilarious, hilarious lead. <laughs> Which and one? a lot Football, of people. Baseball, hockey, like, uh, <laughs> okay. And a lot of impact in any kind of sport he did. Not a sentence. In uh, any kind even, of sport, he, he yeah, I guess Trey's right. He just played. What could yeah. he do? He yeah. was Bo Jackson before Bo Jackson was Bo Jackson. <laughs> Nelson uh, knows, he baby. Was, even playing hockey, everyone knows him. So he's such a good, good other sport and other or athlete. Even other hockey players know that. Him. Like uh, hockey was like his fourth best sport. But like, <laughs> hey, even hockey players know him from being the type of person he was off the ice and on the ice. But you. No, he changed a lot while he was with us. He's a tremendous guy. What does that mean? That's 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 the thing that I'm like I find so funny about all this is he's not even really saying. I mean, like, of course he's 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 he was trying to be vague, but he just thought Nelson Mandela was an athlete, so he was just trying to be like it, yeah. it, it was just he was trying so like you know, um, you know, just name an athlete you don't know. So like, um, 
you, you guys, I, I was at the NASCAR race over the weekend, so I'm going to name you a driver you probably don't know. Um, Chase Elliott, say something nice about Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Um, great you know, guy. He, 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 great guy. Uh, there are a lot of different things that you can say about him. I don't know if anybody could, could say any. Yeah, I, I'm struggling to find the words. In, yeah, in some I think degree, there's probably but, other people that knew him better um, that could probably say better things about him than myself. But he, I mean, I mean, he, with a name like he Chase, turned left with the best of them. Yeah, it, it, you want to be. I mean, it, it would be a little bit better if his name was Chase. It would imply him <laughs> first, but you know, I, I think with a name like Chase, it just kind of born to born to race. Yeah, that was very vague. He's a <laughs> that was terrible. That was awful. That was that, that was awful. But was it better than Bernier's? What? Um, well, at least at least you knew who I got the sport at, right. At least you got an idea. At least you had an idea of what sport he did. So that's what I'm saying. So okay, put some more respect on the reigning champion. Now, um. So, so yeah, Jonathan Bernier, not the smartest guy, but you know what? Yeah, we have, as nobody, nobody asks if, if Nelson Mandela knows who Jonathan Bernier is. This is a respect mutual, you know? <laughs> I highly, highly, <laughs> highly doubt it. I also highly doubt it. I don't even think Nelson Mandela met Willie O'Ree, quite honestly, if I'm, if I'm, if, if I'm being 100% real. So, I'm just, so then you really can't blame Jonathan Bernier for. <laughs> Why you would you go to a Nelson Mandela event, though? <laughs> like, I saw the YouTube video, and in the background, it said, like, Nelson Mandela something, like, foundation. I don't know. Why would you go to an event? Or did the – you said he was playing for Toronto at the time. Why would – why – unless he was forced to go by the Maple Leafs, why would you go to an event or not even bother to Google it? Or did you – Right. Just, the just thing is, like – I got like really excited about like the you could safari you could safari it on your iPhone in fifteen seconds like it's yeah. like it's not, like it's not super hard you know yeah uh, I don't I don't know but you know what what hockey player is the most intelligent in the room I've met a honestly, lot honestly you know what though honestly it's better than him like coming out and like trying to speak on the issue but then like stumbling over his words and say because I could totally be like uh you know the things he did for racism were amazing. You know, like just like oh, things mean, like that where you're like, he's trying to compliment the person, but he also doesn't know what he's talking about. And so he's not saying things that are, are even like positive virtues, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that's fair. I just found it. I just found it funny. Like uh, I even tweeted at the Carolina hurricanes when he was supposed to go to Carolina at the time saying, Hey, this is who you trade your second runner up in the Calder Memorial trophy race for a guy who didn't even know who um, Nelson Mandela was. And, and one of my listeners actually asked me, he was like, was this a Jimmy Kimmel, like uh, stop on the street segment? Cause you know, Jimmy Kimmel does this thing where yeah. you know, he asks a uh, pedestrian random questions uh, and you know, they, sometimes it's absolutely God awful and hilarious at the same time, but also very cringy. But um, you know, and, and I told my listener, I said, you know what? I would not be surprised if that yeah. was the case. That actually does sound like an answer that he would get on those. I mean, those are hilarious. Those are like some of my favorite segments to like watch. And I, I that is genuinely the kind of answer that he would get on that. Yeah, that's that's really, really funny, to be honest. But I think we've trolled on uh, Jonathan Bernier enough because um, I think he's feeling the burn right now. But so oh, you- hey, oh, wait, wait. Can yeah. I say one more thing about Jonathan Bernier? I honestly... It made me sad when it was like clear that he wasn't coming back this year because he like, and I'm not trying to take it too deep here, but 
the, the, these last two seasons were, were tremendously rough. And, you know, the statistics I cited in his win-loss record and things like that over these last couple of years, like that has been a true shining light. Like the, when I say a shining light, I'm, I don't mean that lightly because, I mean, turning your TV on in, in the middle of a, a pandemic in January and you can't go outside and, you know, you're like, at least I have this Red Wings hockey to look forward to. And then the Red Wings hockey sucks. But Jonathan Bernier keeps you in it. And that was, you know, like – as, as, as many jokes as we can get off about him at the same time, like shout out Jonathan Bernie, man. Yeah. I, I really hope he does well with you. I hope he has a better, I hope he's better with you than he was with the Red Wings. Well, he's going to back up Mackenzie Blackwood. And um, I feel like if Scott Wedgwood could hold down the fort, then I believe Jonathan Bernier will have uh, no trouble because Scott Wedgwood, while he didn't finish out the season strong, you know, he got a couple of shutouts and he actually led our team in that respective category. So I have the utmost faith in um, in Jonathan Bernier. So if Scott Wedgwood could do it for an extended period of time, then I have no um, issue saying that Jonathan Bernier, this signing was uh, another gold deal by the um, New Jersey Devils. So all jokes aside, you know, I read, I wrote about this uh, for the hockey writers. I said Jonathan Bernier will be a solid addition for the New Jersey Devils because that's what we needed. We needed a backup goalie. And Jonathan Bernier, he's a – He's a champion, albeit it was at the expense of the uh, New Jersey Devils. Um, he was a starter for the Toronto Maple Leafs for a moment in time. Um, uh, you know, he played solid for you guys, and you guys are a rebuilding organization as well. So, you know, he, he, he's he been through it before. So, you know, from, from winning a championship to being a starter to being a backup to, uh, you know, being trolled and by the Internet, he's been through it all. And I feel as though um, – he will be a very good addition for the New Jersey Devils, quite honestly. I mean, if you can bounce back from the Nelson Mandela thing, you can really bounce back from, you know, two goals in the first period. Yeah, uh, that, that's a fair take. But no, I, I agree. With you. I, think, <laughs> I think it's, uh, I, 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 trolling aside, I, I think it's a fantastic signing. And I think he's going to, th- I think he, he could really thrive in, in, in that role and then really uh, win over the fans pretty quickly there. And I heard that Marty Brodeur actually got on the phone and told him, come to New Jersey. So, you know, when the goat is calling your name, you have to go. You, you know, Anytime you get that seal of approval, that's good. Yeah. I did hear that that was like the selling point because yeah, wasn't he like considering a couple different places and then so the story is called and he's like, all right. So I had Corey Massasek from The Athletic uh, up here on my show. And um, he said that actually the report is actually mixed up a little bit. I think that um, – Marty Brodeur actually called him after the signing. And, um, and I think people got it confused, like saying that he called before. I personally, I'm just going to stick with, he called, um, he called Jonathan Bernier before, because you know what? It fits the story. It fits the narrative really well. And it, unless all I, that matters, if I see any other proof, otherwise, then I'm, that's my story and I'm sticking with it. So the goat was calling his name. So I'm, I like it. I like love it. it. Now I took the same philosophy with the Red Wings signing uh, Elias Patterson this offseason. I again I am so sorry. It's not it's not over yet. I don't know why you're apologizing to me. Like that offer sheet's still <laughs> coming, you know. <laughs> right, wait, no. Well, first it was Gabe Landeskog. I I I've completely forgot about the Gabe Landeskog saga. I turned so hard on him once he signed elsewhere. Or once he re-signed with the Avs. Look, I've I I I've tried pursuing after someone and, and it didn't work. So you know what? Like sometimes you just got to let it go. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Not a good feeling, but you know what? 
you'll you'll get over <laughs> it sooner sooner or later or never oh man so we're gonna have to leave it there as we are out of time but i want to thank again uh nolan bianchi and scott bentley of lockdown red wings for appearing on the show and doing uh, part one of two crossover episodes. So I appreciate your guys' help once again. So uh, tomorrow's episode will focus solely on Thomas Tatar, and uh, we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff. But for right now, uh, that's all the time I have for you guys today. You don't want to miss tomorrow's episode. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils, and thanks for listening.